Welcome to Identity Matters Podcast. Hi, my name is Steve Finney, and I will be your speaker today. Every believer needs to understand who they are in Christ. In our series, Identity Theft, we'll do just that. Help each believer truly know who they are in Christ. Thank you for joining us. This is part A. Welcome to the Identity Matters podcast. We really enjoy having new listeners contact us and let us know, hey, I'm listening. It's kind of a lonely world uh, in the podcast world because you never know quite who's reading or who's listening. Dan, if you're listening, I want you to know that I chuckled for a couple minutes when I got your text. He sent me a very powerful statement that he posted on his social networks. And at the end of his text, he says, now all I need is an audience. And I know what he means by that. We could be podcasting now to over 50,000 people, but you know what? That's not how it feels. It feels like I am talking to just a small group of people. And if that's the case, that's enough as well. A lot of times I'm asked, what really is your bottom line, Finney? So I decided that each week, right after the welcome screen comes on, I'm going to give you my bottom line. And here it is. My primary objective is to equip individuals through the believer's identity in Christ, all based on the message of identification with Christ in his death, burial, resurrection, and of course his ascension. My passion is to deliver this message to a worldwide audience by making use of the internet, live presentations, tons of writing, podcasting, and through the effective use of media. Last week we talked about the intent of the gossiper and the type of information that is shared. For example, if someone is sharing information about all of your positive spiritual gifting to your neighbor, the odds are that that neighbor is not going to tell their neighbor. If someone is telling information that is damaging to you, both can be gossip, by the way. But if someone is telling information that is damaging to you, then that is typically the classification of gossip. We also talked about the 15 steps of Matthew 18. If you are new to our podcast series, I really want to encourage you to go back to 168 and listen to that podcast and download the notes because those 15 steps are very, very important. It's the solution to how to handle these gossipers. We also talked about the gossiper disregards double honor. Someone please tell me what the deal is with honor versus double honor. And why would a preacher and teacher get double honor? The key is with the leaders, the preachers and teachers of the gospel, 
is they are putting themselves in direct line to be completely taken over by the Holy Spirit. Your average person walking around day to day who's claiming to be an indwelt Christian, to be perfectly honest with you, you don't see much. You really don't see much excitement. You don't see this overwhelming passion that comes over them in preaching and teaching. It can happen. But typically, they don't set their lives aside to be taken over by the Holy Spirit when they start preaching and teaching or writing. If you're a preacher and a teacher, you know what I'm talking about. If you're not, it may be a little bit more of a mystery to you. The reason why that people suffer with feeling down and and feeling like they're not being used or Some people even get to the point of questioning their salvation. It's because they are not throwing themselves at and into the Holy Spirit to be taken over like that. What gives power and passion to a person's life is the Holy Spirit. And the way that you can find out if you are lacking in being taken over by the Holy Spirit in your speech is through this topic. Gossipers are not taken over by the Holy Spirit to do teachings and preachings and casting forth truth because gossipers are liars. I don't care who you are. I don't care if you're a preacher and you just heard that, if you're a preacher's wife and you just heard that, or if you're just a person who is just now beginning to understand how Christianity works. When we gossip, we are lying against the truth. We also talked about 1 Timothy 5, 13 through 20, and the warning that came with that, which is where we're picking up starting tonight. Let's first talk about our book of the week. Our book of the week is The Life That Wins. I was introduced to Charles Trumbull's work many years ago in the early 70s. You're probably more familiar with the book Victory in Christ. That continues to be a bestseller and a very popular book. But A Life That Wins was another one of those books that we were required to read during our internship at Grace Fellowship. And the life that wins is kind of picking up where the the victorious life and the teachings of how to really understand and receive the victorious life, this is where this picks up. It is showing you how the life in Christ truly does win. And that's what our Jack the Journey story was about tonight. The Lion of Judah was basically leaving him with the impression and understanding that he has a life that wins. That no matter what battle he goes into, he's already a winner. He's won it. Victory is already his. This is a great little book. If you want to go to our website, drop-down menu of resources, you'll see Book of the Week, and just click on that, and it will take you to a link where you can actually order this in our bookstore. I'd like to have Jane come, if she would, and read our scripture for tonight. Romans chapter 1, verses 29 through 
through 32. Being filled with all unrighteousness, wickedness, greed, evil, full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, malice, they are gossips, slanderers, haters of God, insolent, arrogant, boastful, inventors of evil, disobedient to parents, without understanding, untrustworthy, unloving, unmerciful. And although they know the ordinance of God, that those who practice such things are worthy of death, they not only do the same, but also give hearty approval to those who practice them. This is a passage that I rarely hear spoken about. You may be seated. Rarely really being spoken about or taught on because Paul is actually talking to the new converts in Rome. These are the new children of God. He is clearly stating here that even though it is evident that God is in you, and then he goes into this horrible list. So this is a very dangerous passage to preach on to start with. The Gracilistic movement today is not going to really accept much I'm going to be sharing through this podcast. There are consequences to everything we do. Every action has either a reaction or a response. So therefore, these indwelt believers, these converts in Rome that Paul is talking about, he's saying it's been made clear that you know God. But you did not honor him as God. We're going to be spending the rest of this series, which is probably, hopefully, going to be ending after this particular podcast. Next week, we'll start the betrayal series. And in that, we're going to hit this whole message of honor and dishonor from the Hebrew and through the Greek. It's huge. The problem these Romans were having is they were not honoring God in his sovereign power and will. And they started setting him aside and they began to practice old Roman habits. Some of the Roman habits that you might be familiar with, one is homosexuality. The term romantic comes from the earliest expression of watching two men sexually engage in Rome. It's where romantic comes from. Romantic is not an expression of watching a man and a woman being soft and cuddly with each other. Originally it meant a horrible, absolutely horrible expression of homosexuality. That is in this passage. It happens to be very relevant for today because one of the key cultural issues for today is quote-unquote self-proclaimed indwelt Christians, born-again Christians, supporting and helping homosexuals who claim to be Christians. This is a huge problem in our culture today 
it is a huge problem in the millennial generation. It's estimated that the Generation Z kids will not be leaning towards homosexuality. They will not be leaning toward lesbianism. They will be leaning towards a category where you just simply fulfill your passions. You will see a strange twist to sexuality in Generation Z. There's always something that follows horrific culture. Always. Rome fell after this. Do you understand that? God kept his word. They did not listen to Paul. It literally not just collapsed these people by him turning them over to their passions. He collapsed the culture. And not only did he collapse the culture, he shut down the nation permanently. It's never been the same since. Rome has never been great again. This is a passage that our millennial listeners better listen to very carefully. But I have a question for you before we move on. What does the issue of gossip have to do with authority? The simple thing is, is that God the Father, the creator of the universe, has said, don't do it. You see, but what happens is that the the people who have been gossiped about find out about it because God holds a promise that has been given to his leader of that moment. You go back with Ecclesiastes and it said, the king basically says, be very careful of what you whisper about the king, for a bird shall bring it back to him. Right? There is a principle that's alive here in the New Testament about your sin finding you out. This is a significant piece to us finishing this topic on gossipers. Ultimately, what will happen is it will come back on you. It will show up at your doorstep. Whenever you withhold information from authority figures, you are violating these very principles we're talking about. If you are interested in protecting yourself, then you have to be interested in protecting your authorities. That means all the way from the mayor to the president of the United States. You don't throw gas bombs at the president's limo. You don't diss your pastor by withholding information from him. You don't disrespect your husband and not tell your husband stuff because he won't care anyway. You cannot use any excuses to avoid this connection of gossip and authority. If you think that gossip means saying nasty things about somebody else, you are misinformed. Anyone who holds gossip given to them 
is gossip-er in violation. You are a part of it now. The way that you break up this system that they have created of gossiping and keeping it in the gossiper family is by pulling you in. The greatest dishonor that the Bible speaks of, which will start next week, the greatest dishonor that is spoken of in the Bible, that dishonor is directly associated with those who are governing over you. I know that our president goes to bed when his head hits that pillow as cold and callous and calculated as he appears to be in his decisions. The grief that is on that man's heart for all of the constant nasty things that are being said about him or pictures that are being photo-opped and videos that are being made to make fun of him, I know it affects this man's heart. But you know who I really pray for? I pray for every one of you who have come against this man. Absolutely every one of you. I don't care who you are. We are called by the living God to protect our leaders, to honor them, and our president deserves double honor. And that rule goes all the way down to your daddies. Now that I've lost a few of my podcasters, I'll move on to the next slide. When will all this gossip stop? We really do need to ask that question. When when does it stop? Well, I'll tell you what was in one of my communications. A hate mail that I got. Three times in that letter, he wished death upon me. Three times. It was horrible. And then a live threat came in upon my life and a couple others. And that's when I contacted higher authorities who are now managing it. See, that kind of information you do not withhold from your authorities. First person I told was Shannon and then Keith and then a few of my advisors, and then had to go to the next step above that. Why? Because it is the right thing to do. Authority cannot protect you unless you inform them of what is being threatened of you. So the way gossip stops is you follow the mandates given to authority. You don't have the power to stop it, nor does God expect you. That is supposed to be handled by church leaders and sometimes government leaders. So I say to each of us as members of the body of Christ, unless a gossiper meets the fullness of authority, God, on their way to tell this friend of the sins of others, He cannot submit to authority and commands stated in the scriptures, often making excuses to their defiant disobedience to the Holy Spirit. And the guidelines that are actually given to the Holy Spirit to carry out through you. 
The people in life that I distrust the most, and this doesn't really mean much to any of our listeners because they don't necessarily know me personally. And those that do know me personally may have a little better idea of it. But the people I distrust the most on this entire planet are those who withhold information. Because if you withhold information, you're not having a real relationship, a truthful relationship with that person. There's secrets, there's something being held back. In other words, they are lying to you and they're functioning in a lying lifestyle with you. 602-292-2982. Please take advantage of that number to text me or call me with your questions. This is very, very critical. Now, if you are in a leadership position, you know the feelings of what I'm speaking about. Today alone, I got a text from someone asking me why I do not trust them. Well, now what do I do? Do I let them know? This is, this is someone who's on the other end now. Do I let them know? Or do I cover it up and leave it emergent? Now, I don't know about you, but I got the Holy Spirit inside me. And I got the Holy Spirit hanging out in my office. And I can't get away with too much emergent stuff. So when the Lord says, speak the truth, I did. And of course, did not get any reply. That's how you stop gossip. Is you speak the truth. You first inform everyone that it affects. That's critical. So you inform everyone that it affects and you stop the gossip by addressing it if the opportunity is given to you. Would I have chased this person down with this issue? No. In fact, it wasn't even in my mind and probably wouldn't have been in my mind for a long time. But I was approached. Therefore, that's where the decision is made to be able to stop this kind of defilement. Many times, even after you do that, you get the excuse. I have set in on so many interventions, I can't even guesstimate how many of them I have as a church leader. Online, offline, in from meetings in Washington, D.C. to, I mean, I went through training in Washington, D.C. to how to negotiate Hatred between religious leaders. I know how it's done. And I have never been a part of any meeting, ever, where I did not experience bold face lies and excuses when you put the truth between the two of them. One of them. Now, I'm not saying it can't happen, But one of them is going to start lying to you by using excuses. Well, if you just would have spoke up, or why didn't you tell me about it, or why didn't you... And these excuses start to cover their violation. That's what happens. 
So truly, those of you who are out there hanging around listening to this message, and you don't think you're a gossiper, and you withhold information from the most critical people that need it, you are a gossiper. You're the silent type. But when push comes to shove, it'll show its ugly head. And that's where we get defiance. So in our next slide, we have the issue of defiance. And this shows us that anyone who knows of his, meaning God's, guidelines, and literally resists these guidelines, defies them, kicks back from them, that is your moment where you need to have a wake-up call to understand that you are a gossiper. This is it. If you know the authoritative structure that has been put in place by the Holy Scriptures, if you don't and you step into that mud hole accidentally, then God will deal with it accordingly. If you do read the Word of God and you know the structure of preserving the church, preserving your authority figures, preserving the President of the United States, and you don't do it, and you continue to move beyond this point, that is what we're talking about. Once this is accomplished, he then can honorably submit to others God has put in the authority to assist in accomplishing his will, particularly those who preach and teach the gospel. You see, this person has to have an encounter with God. A discussion with you is not going to change things because this is why I don't trust people who are like this. Rightfully so. Whatever you discuss with them is going to end up in someone else's lap. So as you're trying to resolve this stuff, just know it's going to end up in someone else's yard. And if it ends up in someone else's yard, it's going to end up in about ten other yards. And so forth and so on. That's why it takes this internal structure of meeting the Holy of Holies, the God of all authority, who is authority, and when you meet that person of authority, you will not resist, kick back, dishonor the actual, what Watchman Nee calls deputy authorities that are placed in your life to protect you. This is part A. been listening to Identity Matters Podcast. We appreciate having you join us today. Feel free to log on to our website at www.iomamerica.org. We have lots of resources available for you on the believer's identity in Christ. Again, thank you for joining us.